Welcome everybody to a new episode of the OTT podcast. My name is Tyler Thompson. I'm the editor-in-chief of KentuckySportsRadio.com and tonight I'm joined by fake Barney. Barney, how's it going? It's going well. Uh, I've made two mistakes today. Uh, one <laughs> Just was two. Watching, uh, Vanessa Bryant. Uh, oh. and, uh, messed me up. Um, and I knew it was going to be like that. I still messed me up. And and then the uh, the big Kentucky announcement. I, uh, those were two things that I wish that I had, had not spent my time on today. Oh, man. Yeah, we'll, we'll start with the Vanessa Bryant stuff because that's way better a topic. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I had, um, I watched just a little bit here and there of, uh, Kobe's memorial and she, I, I don't, she has just, I I, same. I mean, this, the strength to not only get up there in front of everybody, yeah, but to say such poignant stuff and I have know. moments oh, how about of that line that together. was like they they wouldn't have been able to live without each other so they went to heaven together or something like that. oh i, I know like, and she oh my gosh yeah she looked up before she said that and you could yeah, tell he knew it was coming oh yeah. yeah but i mean she was funny like she had yeah just the great. ability to to be able to smile and crack a joke and and you know open up so much about their lives like you know something you know, that I noticed was, uh, and you'll appreciate this too, just being like a writer, um, was how when she talked about their souls, she talked about it in present tense. And usually when you hear somebody do a eulogy, you know, they don't usually say Kobe is or yeah. or she is. It was, you know, it's kind of that first time that you start to talk about that person, like in terms of memories and past tense. And I really liked how, I think it was intentional that when she talked about like their, like how they like lived on and like how, and like, you know, it was, we, it was always present tense. And I don't think it's because she hasn't processed it yet. I think that was intentional. Oh, sure. I think it's because Kobe is such a huge figure that he's probably going to live on in everybody's memory as this, you know, legend of the game. So yeah. I, I definitely think that's intentional. Um, I think it was cool. I think I think I might, if I ever have to do a eulogy one day for for somebody, I think I will steal that. That was, uh, it was it was amazing. I don't know how she did it. It was uh, it was really that was crazy. I thought it was fascinating that you know you could kind of tell this in his later years that he was such a devoted dad and and right. all of that. But I liked how she was talking about their relationship as husband and wife and how. He bought her the blue dress what? and the notebook and from the, the notebook. He the notebook from the notebook. That's like what buying. That's like I don't. That's like buying somebody. I don't know Apollo thirteen from Apollo thirteen. Like, like, <laughs> I like know. How, do you, how do you do that? It's like oh my gosh, Kobe. Like <laughs> he's such a killer on the court, and then wow, um, yeah. yeah. I so thought the stories I, about the um, where he would ask the security guard if she got in there safe yet and stuff were sweet too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And all the stuff about his daughters and, you know, rocking them to sleep and, and helping out with that. Yeah. Oh, and man. as a daughter and me as a girl dad. Uh, you oh, know, yeah. Was, I mean, it, it was, it was I rough. Know. It'll get you right in the feels. Yeah. Uh, what what did not get me right in the feels was Kentucky's <laughs> special yeah. announcement. What was that? I think everyone got really excited <sighs> about that and, and talk about a, a letdown. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So if you weren't on the internet today, you know, first of all, good job. (laughs) You missed a lot of stuff, but Kentucky, um, you know, as every day before a game, they have a media opportunity. And today it was Kenny Payne talking about Texas A&M. 
which is, you know, fine, normal, good, whatever. Uh, but about an hour and a half before it happened, the UK basketball Twitter account sent out a tweet teasing a special announcement and like they, oh, they hyped it, it up. Them. I saw it from, you were like KSR's covering this live. Well, cause I mean, we were, you know, the, I have a group text with, you know, Drew and Jack and Nick and we're all like, what is it? I mean, yeah. they were hyping it up to be some big, big deal. Like they had like the breaking news graphic. Oh, that's damage control to do for sure. Because oh, well, we and, all you know, got so excited. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm texting with Drew and Nick and Jack. I'm like, what is it? What is it? What could it be? And we're like, oh, and Jack's like, new uniforms? That's the only thing I can think of. I was thinking maybe uh, they were going to wash the Wildcat mascot uh, costume for the first time since like, 1972. Special announcement. Oh, my God. We're, we're making the Wildcat not look yeah. like it was sewn together from socks. <laughs> so if you go back and look at that tweet that UK put out, all of the replies, well, I, not all of them, I'd say... Two thirds of the replies yeah, were like uniforms. new uniforms, yeah, new yeah. uniforms. I mean, so, anything they could have said would have been better than that. Yeah. So what happened was they they have you know the the live stream clicks on and Nick Richards walks up to the podium and for a minute I was like, is he already declaring for the draft? <laughs> like, <laughs> but no, he gets up there and you know UK had already started his Player of the Year All American campaign, right. so he gets up there and is like, yo. I really appreciate all the support everyone's given me, but I'm I'm endorsing my, you know, choice for player of the year, all American, Emmanuel quickly. And then it, you know, his slogan was pick Nick. So they made it pick Nick and quick. Right. And he holds up a sign and and then it was And that, that was, was it. it. Yeah, and then I was expecting him to say, and we're gonna make students take up the whole arena. <laughs> or a lot of people were like "Ooh, they're gonna sell alcohol and i'm like they wouldn't announce that with two home games left first of all there's no way they could get that in place i by... thought whitney was coming back oh my gosh you're you're delusional i just like, thought that i thought that that was a possibility because what coach cal said where he was like i miss him and then i was like okay this is a setup for for them to make this big announcement i mean i i mean there was so many things i mean I, they really got us going i mean that i I don't know. I think it reminded me of the tweet. Uh, everyone got in a frenzy over yeah. like so fast. And then it ended up just being like, <laughs> it was like a wet fart. And it's kind of a wet fart. That's true. But no, I mean, seriously, it wasn't, it's kind of like the tweet, you know, it ended up being Aaron Harrison passed the ball or you know, what was it? <laughs> yeah. Passed the ball to Aaron Moore or whatever. Yeah. I forget whatever it was. Yeah. yeah it was like, yeah. There were so many things that could have been better. Like I I would have been, I would have been a little more like excited if, you know, someone came out and said, we're giving free ice cream to the whole lower arena. Like that, that would have been more interesting. Anything. but you know, I mean, they they trolled us. It was a, such a troll move, and I, I was telling think that it was an intentional troll. I think that they probably, probably. were like, this will be funny, and it just was not. People were totally serious about it. Well, I think it, they have to understand that Kentucky fans are going to be serious about everything. Exactly. I mean, we had a meltdown this morning because Joe Lunardi moved us from a three seed to a to a four seed. In oh, a hypothetical yeah. bracket, which is nowhere oh, the near going of that to fan calling in <laughs> is I mean, I hope someone sent that to Lenardi. Right. Oh man. But I mean they had to the people at UK had to have known. And I think knowing them a little bit, 
they really enjoyed it. Like I can just imagine them sitting up in their offices, like scrolling through Twitter, like, Oh, got him. Like uh-huh. look at all these <laughs> things that they want us to do that we're not going to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and as fans, it's, you know, it's frustrating because it just brings the whole uniform thing back to the forefront. Like it comes up. I don't know. It feels like every six months we just get frustrated about the checkerboards all over again. I don't think it would be so bad if maybe we had some alternates every now and then or something. You well, know, that's Nike's the point. Got the ability to just turn that out in like two seconds. Yeah, I mean, and usually in, you know, not the past three or four years, but before that, UK would sometimes get different uniforms for the postseason. Like that, that's happened several times. The right. women's team yesterday had pink uniforms. Oh, for breast cool. cancer awareness, which is very cool. Yeah. But, I mean, Nike was able to do that. Right. Can can we not do this? Yeah, like October, but, yeah. And the women's uniforms are awesome. Like, that's a checkerboard I can I can sit with. They did like, stuff all the time, too. Remember, like, even when um when Jody Meeks went for 54 and LeBron did the witness shirts that yeah. came out? Um, I have one of those. And, um... You and got it from the back of Billy Gillespie's closet? Yeah, or wherever he, wouldn't he, had him, he wouldn't let him wear them. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. Well, yeah. What, anyway. a, what a letdown, man. Pick Nick and quick. You know, go Hope go stay off the internet today. Go cats. Here. <laughs> um. Quickly before we get into, huh, I didn't even intend to do that. Ah. <laughs> but quickly before we get into our main topic for the evening, uh, how are you feeling about the cats? They went two and zero last week, beating LSU in Baton Rouge, a game I was at. Yeah, I um, want to hear all about that trip. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And then on Saturday they beat Florida, even yeah. though it w- it was not pretty, but Damn, a win is a win. I think I started to get a little bit more encouraged um, with the Vanderbilt win, uh, even though they stink. Um, I think when we got we were down at the half, and then to see us finally kind of catch fire and then put on the gas and then put a team away um, is when I got hope that this team had the ability to maybe do something in March. Um, you know, I think that. I, I don't know. It's just something about that place, you know, being a weird place to play um, and and just not wanting to drop that game. I don't know. That I think ever since then I've been a little bit more encouraged about this team. I still think that I'm going to be terrified. I mean, I'm going to be calling you and texting you before every tournament game because I'm going to be just totally freaking out that we could lose to anyone. But I really think that if Maxi um, – just just gets really hot at the right time or like quickly with these threes yeah. that it could be like the Kimball Walker UConn team. I mean, like where where there was really nothing spectacular about it. They just got hot at the right time. They gelled at the right time and they won six in a row. Actually, that team won. They went from playing on the first day of the Big East tournament, went and won the Big East tournament and then won, you know, six in a row. So um, I can see us doing it. I mean, I, but I also could just see us losing because they're all so close. I mean, yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Well, th- my question to you was going to be: You said you felt a lot more comfortable after the Vanderbilt game when they were able to kind of blow somebody out, right? But on the flip side, aren't you discouraged by the fact that they had a 15 point lead with five minutes to go at LSU and oh, I felt like almost I was watching, lost? I feel like I was watching North Carolina the last two games. I mean, oh, the, my and gosh. Florida too with the. With you know, uh, almost. I mean, we almost blew it there at the end with with giving the ball with the email. I mean, that did that not remind you of of how Carolina's done that? I mean, I think they've done it like three times this year. 
Well, I haven't watched as many Carolina games as you. Oh, gosh, but, but yeah, yes, yeah. They, I do they remember. Have, they have been up. With, yeah, the Duke game with, was epically. Yeah, just a but that, that wasn't the only thing. The Notre Dame, they were, they've been up, you know, and had the game in their grasp. Like it was, it's almost comical or, or suspicious, even you know how they've lost. Yeah, I, I, you, if you're asking me how I feel about this team, with let's see, we're less than three weeks away from Selection Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. So in three weeks, we're gonna have the bracket in our hands. Yeah. I I think it's very promising that they've just won six straight because to win the tournament, that's what you have to do. Yeah. Um, within those six games, they played some really good teams. Um, they've won, and even if it hasn't been pretty, they I mean they still have won, which I think is huge. And yep. quickly, his importance to this team cannot be overstated. I mean. Mm-hmm. I remember meeting him last year during media day when he was a freshman and you know, he was a great player coming in, but I didn't expect him, you know, a year and a half later to have this kind of success. Right. I mean, he's been incredible and yeah. I think it can't happen to a better kid. He's yeah, got great. a great family. He's great got story. a great story. Yeah. You know, it, it's just so fun to watch. Um, and, you know, Nick Richards, same thing. I think that, there's a lot to love about this team. I just hope that fans are there. Yeah. You know, it doesn't really feel like it. Maybe it's because there isn't one superstar, you know, like John Wall. Yeah. Or I know. I, I think it's just that we all know that they I I think Evansville is just I mean, it's like it's like if you have a glass of clear water and you put one little drop of food coloring in it or something. I think it's just I think it's just going to be possible to really get that back. You can't just undo that and undo that stain on the season. And um, until success in March, I think that to undo that, it's almost like when we've had conversations in the back in the past of what it's going to take to kill the Wisconsin ghost. Um, you know, it's like, what what is it going to take to get us kind of out of that, out of that slump and kind of depression that we had you know, for a while, and I think that we just really need to go on a good run. We've had the bracket open up for us um, two years ago, and then last year, um, you know, with with Auburn, um, you know, dropping the ball there. Um, it would be really cool for this particular team that, you know, what what a cool story um, for them. It would remind me of the um, you know Aaron Harrison team with South Carolina, but and we just need to to finish it. And there's really no reason why we, why we can't, you know? I oh, mean, absolutely. I mean, I think you look at the Florida game. So if you think of the big four, <clears throat> excuse me, on this team, that's Nick Richards, Ashton Hagens, Emmanuel quickly, Tyrese Maxey. My allergies are killing me. Um, so if you look at the big four, two of those players struggled against Florida, but Kentucky still won. Right. I think that's huge. I agree. I agree, and I think I mean name a name a team in America with a better backcourt. I mean, with than the three guys that we have, I think staying healthy obviously is going to be important. We we've had a jinx, you know, the last few years um, around this time, um, you know that that's hurt us. Um, actually, you know, several of Cal's teams have had a player get hurt around this time. Um, yeah, that, that's been so. I think I think staying in good condition um, and and staying healthy is going to be good. Um, you know, and I and I think we're gonna get a couple of good games in the tournament from Nate Sestina and um and you know, maybe even uh Johnny Juzang, um, you know, stepping up uh, in a couple of a couple of big moments. 
I just hope that they have them. I just hope that we're playing enough games for 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 them to have that moment for us to have you know some bench support come in. I could just see us losing a literally any game. Yeah, I mean, does a, the you mentioned injuries and fatigue and stuff? Does Ashton Higgins worry you at all right now? The fact that he's got this thigh bruise and Kenny Payne today said he missed some time like a couple weeks ago with an issue and that's why maybe he's a little far behind in conditioning. Like, are you worried about that? There's so much stuff that I don't know that I feel like even like, I mean, you guys know more about it than I do just, you know, because of what you do. I, I think that there's so much stuff that we like forget about. Like uh, I was thinking about myself when I was in college and, you know, I mean, it could be having like a girlfriend issue or something or like a heart Mm -hmm like a class stressing him out at this time. And I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's so much stuff that's like off the court too, that, right. Um, you know, I mean that these kids have pressure on them that, I mean, I, you know, coach Cal, I thought, you know, for all of his funny colloquialisms and everything and all the little things that he says, and I think Matt said he was tired of him hearing him over and over on the radio show this morning. But, um, I thought one thing that he said in the post game the other day, and I was listening that I, that I thought was good was when he was talking about, you know, hitting those clutch free throws. And I think that that's one thing that does separate this team from any of Cal's other teams. Um, I mean, have you ever had more confidence that, you know, going at the line at the end of the game that we're going to make them, even though quickly did miss one the other day. Um, yeah. Um, I think, you know, that's going to, that's been a huge weakness of Cal Perry's teams, even going back to Memphis. And um, the fact that this team has, is just so clutch um, going to the line with that poise. I mean, Cal made that comment. He was like, if that was any of you guys, you guys would be peeing down your leg. And he's totally right about that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think Kentucky was 10 of 10 versus Florida down the line. Uh, I looked at – they always have a comparing the Calipari era table in the game notes, and it shows you every Calipari team to this point in the season and, like, the stats and how they compare. And this team is obviously the best free-throw shooting team by far. I mean, last year's team is the only one that's even sort of close. I think that's huge, and I think it's really, really big when you look at somebody like Nick Richards, who, you know, if you don't know any better, it's like, oh, just go foul the big guy and make him go earn it at the line. He's Well, he's pretty good at the line. So, Well, that, I I I was going to say Tyrese Maxey. I mean, the way that he can get to the rim um, and then even finish – you know, but but I think a lot of teams, you know, and even some of our guards this year, and especially last year, were plagued with the fact that, that we could get to the rim, but then just couldn't finish. Well, if you get fouled and make your free throws, I mean, that's usually a lot of points that we, you know, kind of leave on the table um, when we miss our free throws. And even if you don't finish at the rim, if you get fouled and you make them both, it's just the same as making your layup. Right. So, um, I mean, we don't have to be greedy and hope for the and one every single time. I mean, I think just even getting there, and then it's it's a double win because not only you know do you get two free free throw shots, but you also you know have a foul against the other team. And so I think that you know a lot of times we we criticize our guards for getting to the rim and not finishing, but if they're getting fouled and then they're converting, then it actually I'd almost rather them do that than make their layup. Right. No, I agree. I mean, I think the other team, it's like a minus one, two with the foul. Yeah, totally. Um, So I went to Baton Rouge for the first time on Tuesday. We'll talk about that real quick. Um, I mean, you all know what happened in the game. I thought Kentucky controlled it kind of from start to almost finish. I think 
the last three minutes, maybe I guess you could say five minutes even, were pretty scary. Like, yeah. if, if that game had gone to overtime, I don't know if Kentucky would have won it. Uh, but they did, and it was huge. Um, I've written about my trip on the site a couple times, so you can read my thoughts there. But just you're briefly. Some behind the scenes. Yeah, some behind the scenes. Um, Baton Rouge. The hard way. <laughs> no, I did not. So that was the Mr. interesting TT. thing. Oh, Mr. TT. No. He, he had some beads too. But that's the thing about Mardi Gras and Mardi Gras season that kind of surprised me is how family friendly it was. That's like that sounds weird. Say. That was my number one takeaway from every video that you posted was all the high school students. Oh, <laughs> I know. And even younger, like people just bring their kids. So we went to the game in Baton Rouge on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, two of our good friends from Nashville moved to New Orleans four years ago or something. And they have this great house in the Irish Channel, which is near the Garden District. So we went and stayed with them. And, you know, he, Craig, my friend, he's in a a crew, so they say. So he, like, went and did the whole parade from a float through beads out on Saturday. But they took us to a parade on Wednesday. And it was one of the first big ones of the season. And I had no idea what to expect. I mean, we went out there. We walked. I mean, I would expect girls gone wild. But it's not like that at all. I mean, well, granted, like the, that on Tuesday, or is it? Or is that just like? Or is that just like something? I don't know. I mean, like, it might depend we on where the. Looked at it I, like, oh, I mean, <laughs> I'm sure that the ones in the French Quarter, and there are some that are in the French Quarter. The one we were in was in Uptown, so I think those are different. Um, and I'm sure that Mardi Gras, Mardi Gras party, you know, parades are a little crazier. But this one was it was still really big. It was like a giant street party. It was right. awesome. You know, you it go like out. It was a lot of fun, but like you said, it was family friendly. I mean, that was tamed by like Myrtle Beach standards. <laughs> I know. I mean, we we left at like eight and went and got something to eat, but still, people were out there with their kids tailgating. Like you, yeah. you take your ladder. You like the thing. stuff on Broadway. Yeah, exactly. Totally. <laughs> um, so the the cute thing that I didn't know about before I really got to know about Mardi Gras was parents make ladders for their kids and on the top of the ladder they put like a basically built like a trough so your kid can either sit in it or stand in it and like if they catch stuff obviously it gives them a better vantage point to see and to catch things but then they can just put it in the trough and like it's like it like collects it and on the other end of the ladder is wheels so you can just wheel it from your house. Like, it's so cool. Like I, Little stuff like that is super nerdy, but it impresses me. Yeah, um, cool. But we had a great time. I mean, again, it's New Orleans. Oh, so you, good food? Oh, yeah. We had boudin balls, like, I think every single day we were there. Yeah. Um, what, was yeah. Your, what was your favorite place you ate? Um, Probably the Palace Cafe, which, if you know New Orleans, it's on Canal Street, uh, right off of the French Quarter. And they have this dish called crab meat cheesecake, which sounds disgusting, right? I mean, (laughs) if you look at it, it looks like a normal piece of cheesecake until until you zoom in and you notice there are crab claws on it and that that's not chocolate sauce, that's gravy. Um, It's it's, not a dessert dish. No, it's an appetizer. But it's kind of like a trompe kind of thing where it looks like something that it's not. I mean, it's so good. You just have to to go try it and take my word for it. Do you need Bananas Foster? No, I didn't do any Bananas Foster. Okay, that's my deal. Yeah, we we drank our desserts. I hear you. (laughs) 
but it was fantastic. So happy Mardi Gras to everybody. I'm sure we'll put this podcast up in the morning. Um, are you all, do you celebrate Mardi Gras at all? Or is it just like, Oh, eh, yay. No, I'm, I'm, uh, not really. I mean, I'm, yeah. <laughs> are you going to like, does your work do anything cheesy? Like decorate oh, the break uh, room? What an awkward party <laughs> that would be too. Like, hey, you know, show so we could your, bring like a king you. cake. <laughs> <laughs> now I think you have to go to work and do that. Yeah. I'll bring beads and, and, and tell my coworkers to, to show me their spreadsheets and throw. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think that'd be my last day of work. <laughs> I mean, you could bring like a king cake. That's a big thing. Yeah, that's true. I don't, I, I don't know. I'll probably get there and people, everyone decided to work home from home that day. And <laughs> so yeah, no, I don't think so. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, if you go to New Orleans sometime soon, hit me up on Twitter. I'll give you some good recommendations. I love that city. Um, it's we've been I've been probably five or six times by now. And every time I go, I, I find something I like, you know, more and more. And it's just a really neat place. And if you go for the love of God, get off of Bourbon Street, go do something more interesting because there are way cooler things about New Orleans than Bourbon Street. Yeah, that's the that's the truth. That's yeah. that's definitely the truth. So, as you just reminded me, it's time to give some love to our sponsor. Did you know that in two weeks from to wait, let's see, two weeks from Wednesday is the start of the SEC tournament? That's crazy. <laughs> that I, really I bundled I really that transition, come. didn't I? I was like, did you know that? Uh... <laughs> I, I, I really want to come. And when it, oh, man, you should bring I it know. on. Uh, uh, it's just, it's tough. It's tough with, with us moving and everything right now. Yeah, totally. So if you do want to come, there's still time to make plans. Okay. And if you want to get tickets, we have the perfect option for you. You you got to have a little bit of money, but right. it'll totally be worth it. We're partnering with Bridgestone Arena again this year to offer premium seating at the SEC tournament. And you all will be happy to hear that the promotion that we've been doing has gone so well that the thing that we really only have left to sell are sweets. Oh, so, wow. I know. I was I, the response has been great. I'm sure from people listening to this podcast and you know seeing the ads on KSR and that stuff. Um, so if you still want to get in on this and make it a you know a weekend you won't forget, we have suites available. And if you get tickets to the suite, you get tickets to every single game, every single session, including like the Wednesday night Vanderbilt versus Georgia. And but you'll make it fun because the suites come with. You know, all the booze you can drink, all the food you can eat. You get either 18 to 20 tickets per session for all seven sessions. And you get two parking passes per day, which is huge. If you're going to um, be looking at Jerry Stackhouse's uh, turtleneck uh, with his uh, uh, little, what is it, pocket square. I mean, yeah. what better what better place to view that from? Well, exactly. And you'll do it from the comfort of your own little private area. Uh, my husband and I went down to a Predators game about a month ago and got to sit in one of these suites, and they're awesome. Like, you get your own yeah. bathroom, like, there's a little food area, and they'll kind of set go. up food. It's really, really cool. So, if you're interested in that, go to KSR. I'll put a link at the bottom of the podcast post, or you can go directly to bridgestonearena.com slash SEC. So, you know, there's still time, Barney. You and Baby Bop just... Uh, I know. You do it. Yeah. Well, wh when are you all actually moving? Like um, you said, the closing sure. date 
Yeah, the closing date is still on our anniversary, which is March 12th. Exciting. So, so I remember you giving me a hard time for getting Oh, I, I'd still tournament. give you a hard time for that. Yeah, I know. But, but what's cool about it is that, you know, it's a good excuse to go on a trip um, to the SEC tournament. Exactly. So. And get a suite. Exactly. Yeah. I but mean, it was celebrate I mean, that yeah. anniversary. There, there we go. I like it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe so. Maybe she's got, maybe she has, maybe you guys have made secret plans. We'll see. Uh, this is not like the guitar. Okay. This not, well, <laughs> <laughs> this is not a secret deal. Like we I'm hoping, I'm hoping that, 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 that that's going to be, Hey, we're going to Nashville. <laughs> There's still time. I'm clear. Two, two-ish weeks. So. Well, you guys you guys scheme, and then I'll act surprised. Well, if if that doesn't end up happening, you might be watching Love is Blind, because that's your new obsession. Yes. Oh, it's so <laughs> bad and great. I mean, it's, it's horrible. It's as horrible as it is fantastic. It's really bad. So, so you guys know, when we were talking about this podcast, and even before then, you were texting me like, Oh my God, you got to watch this show on Netflix. Yeah. Love yeah. is Blind. It is so good. And I was like, oh God, here it's we go. It's so bad that it's good though. <laughs> I, I was up front about it's, it's terribleness. So the concept is pretty interesting. That's kind of what hooked me. It's how many people did they start with? 40 or something? I think they started with around 50 people total. Yeah. 25. So 25 girls, 25 guys. Yeah. And they split them up into separate living quarters, guys and girls. Right. And in the middle, which is amazing or, just to think of. I mean, think about the yeah. facilities that you would have to have, which I think is why I, when I was doing some background reading about, I've read all the stuff on the internet about the show. <laughs> they, but one of the reasons they chose Atlanta, it wasn't like an intentional thing. It was that that was the only place where there was a um, studio big enough for them to, you know, easily separate the men from the women and then create these, you know, pods, which I think you're about to explain. Yeah, so there's basically meeting rooms with walls in between them. So you go into your little room if you're a guy or a girl, and there's like a couch, and they I'm sure they always give you booze because they want to make it you know more entertaining. And yeah. then there's like this marble like glowing wall <laughs> on the on the other side of which is you know the person you're speed dating with basically. Right. So, so, so you don't see it's basically it's like. Uh... It's like one of my favorite scenes in um, the movie About Time. Have you ever seen About Time? No. It's really good, actually. You know, after the podcast, you should watch it. You and Mr. TT should watch it. It's a really good movie. <laughs> We've got um, enough to watch with your recommendations lately. Well, this is a movie, but it's got it's got okay. no it's got Nova Girl uh, and uh, and the redheaded guy from Star Wars, the bad guy. Mm, I don't know who that is. That he's like the general dude. If you're watching okay. the new Star Wars movies. I have, but I don't really pay attention. Okay. Well, anyway, he's the he's the main guy, um, and 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 and, um, and the guy Billy Mack from Love Actually is his dad. Oh, God. I do like but, him. Yes, yeah, it's, it's really fun. It's a cute movie. It, it's it's not supposed to be taken seriously, but anyway, the the place where they meet on their date is this restaurant that actually used to be a real place, and it was um, it was in London, and you. You go in and it's totally dark, and so you you sit down with someone that you don't know, and it's like it's like a date, but you sit down with them and it's and and you can't see them. Yeah, you can't, you can't see your food. Like so you so there's like one thing there's like an element where the, the food they serve you is surprise. So you have to try to kind of guess what it is, and, you, and you're trying to like find the fork and stumbling about over it. But anyway, 
the idea is that it like heightens your senses of um, taste and and everything when you can't when you can't see um, and everything else is heightened. So it's kind of like you listen better and you you taste the food 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 tastes better. But the idea is that you don't like see this person. And then what what happened is at, at the end of the night, you know, you would both give your contact information to the uh, maitre d. And that if both parties were interested in um, in getting to know each other afterwards, then they would share that information. That's a civilized way to do it. It is a civilized way to do it, and it was kind of. And it's also kind of cool because of the culinary aspect of it as well. Well, so yeah. Thought, well, this is like five times as corny as that. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> this is like the cheapest. The, the premise is interesting in that you know you're you're talking to someone without seeing them, which is where I think. Not even their silhouette. I think that exactly. that that's important. You don't see anything about them. So yeah. so anyway, if if you haven't watched it, you should go. You should stop the podcast now and go watch it because it's about to be spoiler tastic. After yeah, we're getting into spoilers. Yeah. So so it, it's really interesting. It's it's hilarious. It's so bad, but it's also really really funny. Um, I think it's better than The Bachelor or The Bachelorette because. Instead of there being one girl and a hundred guys, or one guy and a hundred girls, there's you know a bunch of guys and a bunch of girls, and so you also kind of have the you have the great like jealousy factor that you do in the Bachelor and the Bachelorette, but that you also you know have the dynamic of you know they're all they're all able to kind of come back and talk about oh what did you think of this person because they're all dating the same people. Yeah, and I think so. The premise is obviously you you date. You get to know this person when you can't see them and then they want you to get married. So right. you you but have you the choice. To, it wasn't there wasn't a there wasn't like a main it wasn't like no. a bachelor that you had to get married. But if you want to marry this person, you have to propose to them before you see them in person. Correct. Right. So, and then, if you propose, then you do have to get married. So if, if right. so basically you, you don't have to propose. There, there's no forced anything. But if you start to fall for somebody, then, you know, and you do propose, then you have to get married in one month. And you can, you get to see each other. Once you propose, you have to do it, obviously, in the little pods. But then you get to see each other for the first time. And you can turn down the proposal then. I mean, like, you could turn it down right then and there and run. I mean, that would be rude, but. And from there, the show goes to once everybody's proposed, if they're going to. And yeah. met each other. They go to Mexico for like a week or three right. days. Well, I, yeah, we're getting into spoilers now. I hope everyone's turned it off, but yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's not a spoiler. Well, yeah. Because well, I think they introduced that in the first thing. It's oh, like, they, you know, okay, okay. here's right, the yeah. thing. It's like, you know, you're going to go through this process and Nick Lachey and his wife hosted, <laughs> right, which, which is... is the most <laughs> thing. Like, God, they're so bad. They get paid to show up and say that. And then like go I to know. Mexico and then just be like, hey guys, what's up? I mean, like they... <laughs> It's so pointless for them to even be in it at all. I know. So anyway, and then the the couples go to Mexico and then they go back to Atlanta and like, you know, kind of go back to quote unquote normal life and then right. get married. If they do, yeah. if they get married, we right, haven't gotten right. to that they part. Have to, you have to meet their family. So yeah. So it's right. like meet their friends and families. Yeah. And so it's, it's kind of like all of the elements of the bachelor, but, but, but like crunched into a month. 
Yeah, and I'll say this: I I do not like dating shows. I me either. Me I either. think they're stupid. I I cannot watch The Bachelor. I have not I have, watched. I've, it. I've never watched the full season. I always just watch the first episode where and laugh at the crazy uh, men and women, and then turn it off. Yeah, like I even try because you know everybody's into The Bachelor now. It's like very trendy. I was like, okay, maybe this will be the year. No, I made it no, through like I'm, a half an episode. I'm, I'm like, I hate all of these people. And mm-hmm. I will say. This show trends towards towards that sometimes, and I find myself like drifting away. But it comes back because of the drama. Yeah, like, and they're, they're so like, crazy, and the, and the oh, concept yeah. is so crazy. Yeah, it is. It is crazy. All um, right, so, so general, yeah, general thoughts that you have. Okay, so 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 start it now if you haven't watched it now because we're going to talk about spoilers. What generally like about the show? I'll start off because I'll kind of give you an idea of where I'm going with this. One of my one of my general thoughts about the show is that I think they really missed the boat because all the contestants are really attractive. Yes. So, so I think they really missed an opportunity because if they're really, if the issue is like love is blind, then they should have put some uggos in there. Um, maybe somebody with hepatitis, somebody with like six (laughs) eyes, um, you know, like three arms or something. Um, would that have crossed the line that too much? Because I I've talked to my I mean, friends about this. Like a disability, I think it'll be fine. I think as long as as long as you steered away from like a disability, but I think you could have somebody with like you know, like uh, Fred Savage on also part of the mole, you know, mole mole, <laughs> or it's like something where it's like is love truly blind? But then I think that you're gonna obviously have the situation like is is happening anyway with just them naturally not being attracted to that person and then it falling apart. So I think it would be, it would make, it would, it would make someone look really superficial to then turn down the proposal after they said yes, when they saw the mole mole or something. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think when I've talked about it with my friends who haven't seen it yet, they're like, Oh, well, is there somebody who's like in a wheelchair? Yeah. No, I mean, that would be a little too far, I think. Cause... But at the same time, I mean, it's it would it would be a good thing for the experiment. I mean, if there yeah. is a I mean, maybe that's like season two. They start pushing the limits. Yeah, and I th- I mean, that's what you would kind of have to do. But here's here's one thing that I found fascinating. I think I shared with this with you the other day when I was doing some reading about it, is that the show was was way more successful than they thought, and not in terms of ratings. That what what was more successful than they thought was that the experiment itself. So, like we said, they started off with like fifty couples, and we only really follow. I think was fives or five. Yeah. Lauren Cameron, Jessica Mar, Amber Barnett, Kelly and Kenny, Damian and, and Jeannie, and then well, Diamond and yeah, Carlton. Yeah, there's five. Yeah. So, so, um, so there, there's six, but Diamond and Carlton aren't around anymore. So, um, yeah. thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, yeah. So, so I think what was crazy about it was is that what what I read, and this was this guy Rory that was the the um he was he was the one that you saw in some of the scenes with them when the men's pod was like the little counselor guy who was giving everyone advice um, oh that's who that was okay yeah so yeah. he actually matched with someone as well and um proposed and she said yes and then proposed in person and she said yes but they basically were like they took the storylines they thought would be the most interesting and he got cut and he said that there were uh, four other couples besides him that matched. So if I if I remember correctly from what I was reading, I think that there were a total of actually either ten or eleven matches, and that they they just they re- the producers only planned for one or two couples to match. They thought there was no way that that people were going to be crazy enough to propose to somebody without even seeing them. 
maybe, but out of 50, maybe, you know, just get one or two. Well, they completely underestimated it. And that there was actually, it was way more um, popular. And that, and, and that some of the couples he said are still together, which is crazy. Yeah. The show didn't even follow them. They basically I mean, just said, you know, hey, congratulations, you know, good luck with your life. <laughs> well, they're probably still together because they didn't have to go through like the made for television drama. And- yeah. Well, that's true. And have the cameras following them and stuff. I mean, there's right. all that that goes with that. I also found it interesting this was filmed in 2018. So everything, if you follow the timeline of it, then the pods took place. It was over 10 days in October-ish. And then then uh, the marriages would have been toward the end of October, early November of 2018, which is amazing to me that they've been able to keep all the secret on social media since then. Oh, yeah. So we had a, a Twitter user write in with a question about that. Big Blue Theory writes, it wrapped filming in October 2018. How hard would it be to keep everything a secret for 16 months? It would be Unbelievably impossible. Unbelievably hard, yeah. And I mean, some people have insane. not done a good job of that. Like, no, I, <laughs> if you even just Google Love is Blind, right? you'll get like 10, the whole front page of Google will be like, who's still together? Blah, blah, blah. It's, right. And I mean, if you just look on their Instagrams, you can kind of tell. You can kind of tell, but you also kind of can't. I think. Well, we'll talk about it in a second, but yeah, uh, some of them is there. There's some signs that point one way or the other, but it, things that are easily faked. I think for the most part, you know, they've taken selfies and stuff and done a pretty good job. But some of them, I think, geotags were in the same place as some of the others. The people that have done like super duper stalking, uh, yeah. which I did not do. I <laughs> yes, you I did. Just, just go ahead and print, put that out there right now. When you use this the word not, geotags, oh this boy, is not a, this is not an Alex Mack situation here. <laughs> I was reading about the stalkers. I did not do the stalking. So, um, so what, what are the general through? thoughts about the show? Do you have? Um, uh, I thought we were we were laughing about Nick Nick Lachey. I love that his intro where he's where his wife says, "Hi, I'm Vanessa Lachey" or whatever, and then he's like, "And I'm Nick Lachey, of course." Like <laughs> they're like, both so what? Like- they're like, very devoid of personality and very wooden. I mean, it's it's I like feel. let's just put two cardboard cutouts up here and 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 I remember when weren't they on their promo tour for this? Like when Jessica Simpson was coming out with her book, and there was that awkward moment on the Today Show where Nick and, Dude, and Vanessa Simpson's book and she trashed my guy John Mayer too. That was so annoying. But I mean, I, I just thought it was interesting because they're clearly on the Today Show to promote this show. Oh yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, Hoda like, or whoever who, who yeah. is on there, and she <laughs> asked about like Jen Jessica Simpson's new book. She said that you sent her a She's gift, like, and, and Vanessa was like, "What? Yeah. We did not send her." Oh, okay, anyways, um, yeah. they're they're lame, but whatever. But, I mean, they're Mark, only on there. Mark's twenty four year old, but doesn't even know who Nick Lachey is. No <laughs> so true. He's like Nick Lachey, of course, and he's like, who? um like i said earlier it's the concept is fascinating um it does skew a little too much towards romantic dating shows sometimes like like especially when they go to mexico it's like ooh, let's zoom in on them in their bikinis and And there's literally like two minutes where they just film these two people washing each other (laughs) off yeah, yeah. They zoomed in. It was like gratuitous butt shot of like him, like, you know, spraying off Kelly's butt. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. We but laughed at that too. That's just too much. And like when it's no, like, I ooh, it's the, the candlelight. 
I mean, do you guys? I mean, we just look at each other and laugh our butts off the entire time. Oh, like so... the commentary during the show. I have one more comment of just about, and I was going to ask your opinion on this too. Okay. I found the way that people behaved in the pods to be fascinating. How, how like some people dressed up. I mean, I would not be dressing up in the no. pod. They're not dressing up for the pod. They're dressing up to be on television. Well, and and that's what I was going to ask you. I also thought it was really interesting how some people like sat in the sofa, but then other people like sat like on the floor, crisscross applesauce, or they like, you know, were like, would like lay on their back and talk and stuff. And I thought that was really interesting. Like just the different postures and the different ways that people behaved in the pods. Well, they're in there for so long. Yeah. It's not not just. So they said at first that it was like speed dating. So it was like there was five or ten minutes. And then what they did was they the way that they eliminated a lot of those initial people that we never saw on the show was they took everyone's top list of people that they found the most interesting and then they cross-referenced them. And that's how they decided who to who to keep on the show. So they basically, you know, if 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 half of the group were were not interesting to other people, they just kicked them out. And then that's and then after that, since the men and the women weren't able to communicate with each other outside of the pods, they had to go through a proxy, like an intermediary, to, to um, schedule the appointments. But that some of them went way late into the night. So you're exactly right. Once it got further along in the pods, and keep in mind, this is only like, was it like a week or was it 10 days or something like that they were in the pods? They're I think like, it was 10 days, yeah. Yeah. So as, as the time progressed, so they were in the pods more and more, like if you were interested in, let's say like Mr. T.T., and you wanted to like spend more time with him, then you could, you know, try to make an appointment with him through someone else and that you guys could have a set time to talk for like an hour. But then what would end up happening was, was that you guys would, would be in the pod for like five hours talking and they had the camera just to roll. See, that's another reason why, you know, you think about how it was crazy. It was filmed in 2018. Think about all the ridiculous B roll they had to have. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, I... So much stuff. Yeah, I and it's just I don't know. It's crazy to me. I, it for the most part, from what we've seen, it was successful to the point of these people proposed, and without even seeing somebody. Yeah, which and is crazy. The L bomb. I mean, like, like yeah. I mean, Cameron I think part of it just makes you crazy being in there. It has to just make you I crazy. You're so you're not on. You you're disconnected from the world. You can't watch television. You yeah. can't have your phone. Yeah. You can't be on the computer. It's like nothing. It's like going to camp and you're stuck there at camp with, with if you, you know, if you ever worked at a camp, everybody always ends up dating each other that's on the camp counselor team. Because there's nothing else to do. Well, you're in the bubble. And so, like, you know, the first day, you're like, man, there's no hot girls here. And then, like, by, like, week three, you're like, man, you know, she's looking kind of better, you know. And it's, yeah, I'm with you. It's, it's, they, they, they were in the bubble. There was definitely some some effects of that. They also had these little props that I thought was funny. Like Rory was talking about how they had them like paint a picture of what the person looked like. They oh, that's so silly. Yeah, he was like, I hope that no one sees that painting. That's why that's all why Mark was stu- is walking around with that stupid Taylor gig bag everywhere. Oh because my gosh. He's got that guitar with him and then ben, um Barnett had that little ukulele because they were, they made them like do little cheesy things in the, all right, we got to go through couple by couple. We got to go through. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So Lauren and Cameron, I like them. They're my favorite. America's pulling for them. I mean, they're America's darlings. 
She's black. I love he's how, white. I love he's how a scientist. tackled the pods like it was a science project. Like, well, he yeah, he's. Was, he came in there. He was ready to marry somebody. He was like, "I am, I am going to systematically eliminate people that I do not like." Yeah, it was great. So they were the first to get engaged. Uh, I thought yeah. they were super cute. Um, I yeah. thought, you know, they make it up to be that her dad has like a big problem with interracial marriage and right. wants to preserve black, you know, Which relationships. Ended up playing out, <laughs> right? But um, yeah, he was pretty intense. Yeah, but I did. I thought. I thought they played it up a little too much. Like Maybe I get so. that it's the drama. Like I thought he, but Cameron had the perfect response to her dad's concerns. He did. Like when they, when they met, He's he. so calm. Yeah. But is he a little, okay. Is there something slightly creepy about him? Like the fact that I, he has I, this okay. perfect three bed, two, two bathroom townhouse. That's I like think, I think so empty that he didn't even have sheets on his master bed. I'm like I'm with you. I'm with you. Yes. I think okay. that there's, I think that Cameron was, ve- was very, very serious about this experiment. Yeah. And I think that he went into it, you know, I think that he maybe asked Lauren some questions that weren't so direct as that one guy that was like, you sound black. Um, <laughs> it was so bad. I Diamond is a stripper was. name. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. But Lauren, remember when Lauren came back and she was like, I'm actually not black. I'm white. And he was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like no um, but I think that Cameron maybe from some of the questions that he asked Lauren or some of the things I think he had an idea that she was African American and I think that she was genuinely surprised yeah I so I really liked when she met or he when he met her mom <laughs> yeah. and then he started to do the he rapping oh, oh my god, god. first so of all I, I was like cringing and dying but yeah. It was kind of impressive. Like, could you do better than that? Yes, but Lauren was in the background. <laughs> no, you could like, not. You could not do better than that. Just acapella. I, mean, I could, man. I'm. I'm All right. Well, let's hear it. Come yeah, on. What am I going to rap about? Love is blind. I don't know. I mean, you, I'm putting you on the spot. You, you I'm think you're, you could do so much better? <laughs> <laughs> the guy named Stewart's first name Rod. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Dick Vitale. Amber thinks she's got a nice bod, but she's got a bunch of tattoos on her side. That was that was not better than his. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But I will say that the best part about Cameron's rap was Lauren in the background, like, yeah, yeah, that's my man. Yeah, (laughs) like she was all like, not a hot white scientist. Yeah, exactly. He's got rhythm. He's got so all right. Um, so their chemistry in person, though, you Lauren is not all about it. Like, no, she's sad. I wish there was. Go ahead. Yeah, I, th- I think I was gonna say I think I wish there was a girl that was more into it than the guy. The only one that is is Amber. Amber's oh, the only one that's more into the guy than the guy is to her. Well, do we want to like, talk about them next? We can, but I was just saying I I wish that I wish that that wasn't the case with every single couple. But I feel like every single couple, it's the girl that's hesitant. Yeah, and the guy who's all in, one hundred and fifty percent, and and with this couple is no exception. I mean, Lauren, Lauren is is really nervous about Cameron. I think that she likes him. I think that she wants to date him, but I I'm a little bit nervous about whether or not she's going to actually say yes and get married to him. Yeah, when she's talking to her friends about him, it's almost like she's trying to get out of it. Like, I and I get yeah. that she and wants Cameron, to. He's all about it. Yeah, I get that she wants to preserve her 
you know, independence and all that. And she wants her own space. Right. I understand that. But it, I don't know. It, I, if we had to do what's for each couple on a scale of one to 10, will they end up getting married? What would you say? I'm going to say an eight for them, but I'm a little bit swayed just because in the Instagram pictures that Lauren posted, there's a couple of spots where people have said that it looks exactly like Cameron's house and they've like matched it up with scenes from the show that it looks like one of the selfies that she took was in Cameron's house. And it was like only like six months ago. Mm. Uh, and then in also one of the pictures where they were geotagging the same place, you think you can see Lauren's reflection in Cameron's sunglasses. So hmm. I'm going to say an eight just because of that. If you had, if I didn't have that ex- extra information, I think it was 50, 50 because not because of Cameron, but because of Lauren. I was going to say a six. Okay. I think she is having cold feet, but yeah. I think she'll end up going through with it. Okay. So. All right. So Amber and Barnett. Oh, all right. As, as a woman, I have to ask you why, what was it that all the ladies saw in his bland, <laughs> they joke. thought they could fix them i mean that's but, that's but it in the pod, what was it that i mean obviously i guess he's a good looking guy but like you can't tell that in the pods like what was it that made all the women fight over him i think it's because he seems so disinterested like i it, i think it's when you're oh, going after okay. like yeah just you know the best way to get him to go after you is pretend you don't like him kind of thing also, okay. I think there's a, a certain amount of people think they can fix him, you know, like okay. girls are like, well, if he yeah, was with like me, a Walter member. Yeah, yeah, if he was with me, he would be successful. If he was with me, blah, 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 blah. I think it's definitely with Jessica. Um, I think he's handled this situation with Amber and Jessica well. He didn't handle it well at first. Yeah, like, especially with yeah, he messed that up, but I think he handled since Jessica has gone Messica and is totally insane. <laughs> oh, like yeah. when she was going off, you know, like you know, confessing to him at his bachelor party, or ha- not bachelor party, his happy birthday party. You know, going yeah. on and on about how much she liked him, and you know, how and does he have what he said? Basically, what he said was, Jessica, if you're the last person on earth, then I would propose to you. that's what he said he was like if this was an experiment and if there were no other girls then i could definitely see myself i mean that's basically right again i think that's why she liked him but yeah she heard what she wanted to hear yeah i think that he has handled this situation better than i thought i'll say the same thing for amber i think amber is batshit crazy like i she terrifies me the only thing i like about amber is her authentic snort oh yeah that's true she is insane, but yes, absolutely. in the last couple episodes, I found myself liking her more just because I think she's handling this whole situation more maturely than Jessica, who is like yes. 10 years older than her. Yes, or I really liked, I really liked um, Amber and, and Barnett's families. Yeah. Yeah. I thought they were sweet. Like, I thought that was um, genuine. Although Barnett's family is so skeptical. They do not oh, want this totally. to happen. But they seem like they seem like nice people. Even yeah. That one, yeah. Her, his like brother or something was like not about it. And her. But dad, you know what? I would be too. Him. Like if oh, yeah, if it was my sure. sister or brother and they brought this random person home and like it, you know, yeah. Amber's a beautiful girl. Okay, but you I can kind of tell about Amber. Um, seven hundred dollars in makeup debt 
but I've seen women on Twitter saying that when you look at the type of makeup she wears, that it really is like 35 bucks. No, I have no idea. Do you have any comment on that? No. I I think she is crazy. How does she have no job, debt, no desire to work? Because she's crazy. $100 on a makeup card, and then she's just like, yeah, you know, I just kind of work when I need to. Well, I looked on her Instagram, and it looks like she does a lot of modeling. Okay. All right. So she probably gets by doing, like, modeling gigs. I I, I have no idea what she does. Um, she's is eight. Yeah, so if you had to do one to ten, are they going to make it? I think they'll wedding. get married. I don't know if they'll stay together. Yeah, I'm going to put it, it at a seven. Net, yeah, I would say, I would say, yeah, I would say eight. Okay. All right. Yeah, so the only way that's not going to work is if Barnett, if Barnett uh, runs. Yeah. So we can't talk about them without talking about. Do we want to save Jessica and Mark for last, or do you? No, want to we go can ahead? go ahead and do Messica now. Oh my uh, gosh, there she is awful. Like I started yeah, out, and, he, and she was one of my favorites because, you know, she was in her mid thirties, and you know, she right. seemed like she had we her think, stuff together. Is she actually in her mid thirties? Because her ass looks like she's about forty five. Okay, I was doing some reading, and was it you who sent me the thing that she's like actually forty five? Or no, something? I, I was joking. That, oh, okay, that, <laughs> you're serious, and I was like, "Well, she might be." <laughs> no, because she looks like she is, and um, I think that's why she's so like up about the age thing. Her face every time someone doesn't care about the age is so great. <laughs> they don't do her like, any favors with the lighting either. Like no, not they don't do her. How about feeding wine to her dog? Oh my god, that was on my list. So I made notes with each couple. Okay. Number one, Jessica gives her dog wine out of her own wine glass. Who does that? Yeah, First of all, she... that is not healthy for an animal. Second no, of all, okay. that is not healthy for you. Yeah. Okay, I, I I'm not here to talk about people's drinking habits. You know, I I enjoy wine and beer as much as the next person. Oh. Oh, Mexico loves some wine. Every single shot they're drinking. Yeah, like, and, and, and things, and she's not a good drunk. She, she, no, she's a terrible happen, drunk. Happen when she gets drunk. So they were at, I guess it was Barnett's birthday party, and they come back, and this is when she was so drunk that like she just was white girl wasted. They, yeah. He basically had to drag her back to their apartment, and then sure. they show them having this like talk or whatever. And they, there's still wine open. Like they had just opened another bottle of wine, and she's <laughs> like laying she there. And, yeah, yeah. Told Mark that she thought Barnett was hot. Yeah, <laughs> I said I just wrote down he should have dumped her when she was drunk and said Barnett Barnett was so hot. Here's Who? the thing about Mark. Here, here's <sighs> the thing about Mark. And I've been in a relationship like this where the where you he only hear what you want to hear. Yeah, like the person is either verbally abusive or. They're even like physically abusive relationships. I think the person, a lot of times you like, like the perfect example is Jessica with the ring, how she like takes off the ring. Well, that you ought to just, that ought to be your sign right there. Killer. You're in Mexico. And she's like, you know, I just don't really feel like I can wear this ring. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, and then what Mark focuses on though, is that the next day she decides to put it back on. And so he chooses to focus on, the fact that Jessica put the ring back on, so maybe that means that she's, you know, coming around, and not the fact that she took it off to begin with. She just wanted to save face in front of everybody else. She like, just wanted to to keep on the show, man. I mean, yeah, she, she's crazy. 
And, so if and, you all uh, are just listening to this for fun and you don't really want to watch the show, which, you know, kudos to you for sticking with us through the last like 28 minutes. But um, so Jessica is claims to be 34. Mark is 24. Yeah. And that right. is a big damn deal to her. Not to anybody but, else. But not to Barnett. Because, but, but then Barnett's like 27. And I know. I know. Yeah. Which it should be, I mean, numero uno for him to just be like, okay, I'm done with this. Like, it, there have been so many warning signs for him. And the fact yeah. that he has not gotten out of this yet is, it's. I guess, it, I don't know. I don't even know what to say about it. Messica at the Bachelorette needs to, that episode needs to win an Emmy. Because <laughs> I don't think I've ever laughed so hard. Um, I put a note on here. One, some, somebody on Twitter said that she only kissed Amber at the Bachelorette so she could taste Barnett. <laughs> <laughs> so I, have a, I have a question about Jessica. We never saw her family. What's up with that? Yeah, I get That's true. Well, Matt pointed that out to me. Quick, um, uh, quick we saw her lo- badass house. Trivia. Yeah, Love is Blind trivia. There was only one other person we didn't see their family. Cameron. Remember who it was? We didn't no, see Cameron's family, Cameron. right? Yeah, I think we so. We saw Lauren's family. I don't remember seeing Cameron's, but oh, you I know could what? Be you're wrong. right. I think you're right. Yeah, we didn't see Damien's family either. Because remember, they were going to go see him. Well, because like, I will get into this because that's, out. I think Damien's actually like a psycho person, like a serial Oh, killer. totally. Oh yeah, I, I, that, those are my exact notes. Okay, good. All right, we're on the same page. Here. So right, I have so one Jessica more note Mark, about Mark. Okay, uh, he looks like Latino Reed Travis. Like his Ooh, eyes bug a out call. a little bit. Yeah, I, well, we yeah, came I up with that last lemur, night. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he definitely looks like a lemur. So um, one out of ten. Can we oh, go negative ten? One of my favorite Jessica quotes was that Mark was too emotionally available, and so that was a red flag. <laughs> Oh, she's such a mess. And you know it's bad when the drag queen is calling you out for being drunk. Like, at the bachelorette And then, did I miss when they had sex? Because, like, and then all of a sudden, like... No, I think she lied. I think think that was a lie. But no, he said it, too. So do you think they both lied? Maybe not. Or they just didn't show it on the show, because they showed him, and he was like, yeah, you know, she she really came around, and then all of a sudden, you know, we kind of finally physically connected, and blah, 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 blah. Mm, it was probably like desperation. Her just, well, maybe if it's good, then I'll put the ring back on or something. <laughs> I don't okay, know. Okay, all right. So I'm going to give him a four. You're giving them a four? I'm giving him like a I think two. So. Well, just because it seems like they're kind of coming around here at the end. Oh, whatever. She's crazy. If he has any sense, he will run. That's, that's but he not doesn't. He doesn't have any sense. Was. No, he I know. Have sense. I think he's okay, all about so her. You, you say four, I say two. Um, okay. Right. Do you want right. to go to Kelly and Kenny or Giannina and Damien? Let's do Kelly and Kenny. They're by far the most normal people on this show. Right, they are, except for when and Kenny the most said, boring. Do you want to count shoulders? And then went one, <laughs> two, three, four, and put his arm around. Was <laughs> the lamest thing I have ever seen on TV in my life. That was straight up out of like middle school, and oh. I laughed out loud. Because it was because their chemistry was so bad and it was so awkward and it was <laughs> and it was so palpable that Kelly wanted to have nothing to do with Kenny that he had to pull out. Do you want to count shoulders so to bad. to touch his fiance for the first time? Oh 
man. Yeah. I mean, they were the ones who the TV cameras showed them like washing each other's, you know, <laughs> the sand off each other's bodies yeah. for like two like, straight minutes. Like, come on, man. That yeah, they are headed. Thing. So I think I, I thought at first they were going to make it. I was like, oh, yeah, they too. seem normal, whatever. At the end of the bachelorette party, Kelly kind of drops them. They're headed towards the friend zone or she is about well, to friend zone him. Exactly. She said he gives me that best friend vibe. Yeah. Which came out of nowhere at the bachelorette party, and I was like, "Man, you know." And and that's when Baby Bop spoke out of wisdom and said, "You're supposed to marry your best friend." No, it's true, man. It is I mean, true. It is totally of, true. You but you don't bring that up at the bachelorette party, like that's exactly bachelorette I mean, parties for like oh, didn't really like him. Yeah, I, I'm a, still putting right. them at a seven out of ten. I, I'm going to actually have them the same as Jessica and Mark. I think they're a four. Okay. I'd like for them to be a seven because, like, I completely agree with you on everything you said. They're by far the most normal. Um, they're the most boring, but they also, I feel like that had they had that physical connection, and maybe they still will, they seem to really connect well. They seem to really mesh well. They're both into fitness. Like, they're, they just, they, they have a lot of things in common. Um, and they seem to have good chemistry, just maybe yeah. not. So the <laughs> oh my god oh my god she is awful they're both awful you think she's awful I, I think hate her is, I think that she is really self aware which I appreciate because most people on the show are not and she she seems to really diagnose her issues she's clearly been to therapy before um, just because of the language that she uses like she keeps talking about like self sabotage and things like that that people don't make up unless someone's told them about that but like she. She like she seems to 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 do a really good job of saying how she feels and summarizing things. At the same time, she does really get on my nerves. Yeah, I I don't like her. I think she's crazy. Um, See, I like her better than I think she's my favorite of all the girls, but only just because I think she really just kind of gets it, and I think she really wants this experiment to work. Like she seems to be a genuine person, and I think she really wants this thing to work, but it I, I it ain't working and I think she's realizing it. I think the thing I hate most about her is when she uses that like breathy like voice, like the oh, sultry yeah. voice when she's talking about, talking about. normal every everyday things. I also like, think it's annoying how she like can forget the bad things really easily. Like yeah. I mean she had I mean she had that conversation that was a really serious conversation with Damien but he wouldn't even get out of bed. Like he wouldn't even, like, <laughs> like, he wouldn't even come and look at her in the face. And then all he has to do is take her in a helicopter. And she's just like, I've got the butterflies. <laughs> Stupid butterflies. I was, I know, that was so dumb. I, she is just a typical. I, to me, it's like stereotypical reality dating show contestant. Like she's, she's really sad that she's going to end up dead because of Damien. <laughs> I know Damien. So he confessed that he had to either quit his job or take leave from his job to do this show. And that he doesn't know if he's going to be able to get his job back when it's over. So are all of his insecurities, yeah, are all of his insecurities based on that? Or is it he's a psycho serial killer? His eyes are dead. Oh, he's he's scary. Oh, he's totally scary. Yeah, like most yeah. of these people, I can find something I relate to in them. Like, you know, yeah. Kelly had the weight loss thing. I think that's sweet. She's, you know, right. a nice person. Amber's right. insane, but right. I think she has a good heart. 
Jessica yeah. is clearly just totally effed up. Right. You know, I, I you can find something you like about most of yeah, these people. Yeah, there's something endearing about all of them except for Damien. I think that's except a good, for him. That's a really good point. Except, yeah, unless the unless the thing about his family is a sad story, why they're not, you know, I don't know what the deal is. Right. Um, I, I have the least amount of sympathy for him. I think my favorite um, Love is Blind moment actually came from Damien. Oh, gosh. Um, when he's in the pods and he's crying and he's ready to propose to her. And then he goes, I need to ask you, what was your full name again? <laughs> That's my favorite thing about the, that, that. That in itself sums up the yeah. insanity of Love is Blind is that he is ready to propose. Right. And he is like, and tell me, what's your full name again? I know oh you told God, me before. Oh my God, he's insane. Yeah. So the they showed... Know her name is, is enough to tell you it's probably not time, Danny. Right. And so they showed them, you know, her walking towards the altar at the end of the, the episode that came out last week, right? Right. So, it's and it shows time. him... He is freaking the f out! Oh my gosh, out. I thought he was going to have a panic attack. I said, I think that the women are going to, if the women are going to back out, it's going to be before they get down the aisle. Oh yeah, I Gigi's think, all in. I, I think Gigi's in. Right. I think that any of the men that are going to back out, it's going to be right there in the moment because I think that for, and that's just, I mean, and I, and I know this is kind of a stereotype and, and wrong, but like, I think a lot of times the girls that have thought about that day for for their whole lives and and you know thrown rice at themselves you know when they were three years old um and 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 i think that for some of these guys it's not getting real until they're like put they're like tying their shoes and putting the tucks on and and then they're just like holy crap i think i think i think especially barnett i could see him that being the moment that just freaks him out when he sees Amber's crazy ass coming down the aisle and he's like, <laughs> uh, last chance to get out. Yeah. All right. So what, I think what, if any of the women make it, the, make it to the chapel, then they're, they're going to, they're, they're in. Gonna I agree with you there. I, but he yeah. seemed to recover by the time she got all the way up there and then it cuts to black. Of course. I don't know. I mean, and of course the, all the editing, you have to laugh. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, you know that they're just stringing us along. Oh, totally. And they're doing a great job. So, you know, another thing about it too, Tyler, about the setup of it that it was filmed in, you know, so long ago is, I mean, imagine if some of these marriages did survive and then they're just now watching it for the first time, you know, let's imagine like, you yeah. know, Mark for the first time seeing Jessica be like, Barnett's so hot and Mark's not, I don't know what to do. And he's looking <laughs> at it like, okay, wife, like, <laughs> so that's gotta be, that's gotta be tough. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, I'm sure they'll do some kind of reunion or something. If they don't, I they're say, done. I, I'm going to say, I'm going to give da- Damien and Giannini the lowest score. Uh, they fight all the time, and that, that I'm going to give him a two. I'm going to give him a three. because also, I th- also, they're the only ones that don't follow each other on Instagram anymore. <laughs> Speaks volumes. Yeah. Yeah, so but new... that could be a... That could- so is it? I we bought, watched it all basically last week. All do three new episodes come out per Thursday? Is that how it's going? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's all, and then hopefully they'll have some sort of a catch up or something to give us an Maybe idea. I mean, yeah, to to of of what's happened since the wedding. Uh, you know, quick mention of Diamond and Carlton. Uh, <laughs> you know, who's going to find that ring that he chunked? You know, somebody's going to be down in Mexico on there. Honeymoon oh man. Attention. 
what was this? <laughs> There's a ring in the grass. Yeah, um, you know the producer went and <laughs> like dove in <laughs> after that. Come on. Yeah. Has anyone, did anyone on the show ever pull a 180 faster than Carlton, man? I mean, he, he came out hot, you know, talking about how he wanted to be Hugh Hefner and was all winking at the camera. And then at the same time, like, I mean, just totally insecure, like throwing his hat that says daddy and crying. I hated I mean, that like, hat. I hated that yeah. hat so oh, much. It was so bad. Yeah. You knew he was but, bad uh, news with that hat. I did see where Diamond said recently that Carlton has that he reached out to her a bunch and she ignored him for a while, but that they did they did start talking again. So it'll be interesting to see what happens on that. Yeah, definitely. So new episodes, the the wedding episodes come out on Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. So, so maybe next week we'll we'll get together and, and have a wrap up. We'll see. We'll see who was right. Well, about uh, yeah, about yeah. totally. To give, give, instead of doing instead of doing a one to ten, real quick, Lauren Cameron, yes or no? Yes. I'm Are we yes doing too. like getting married or still together today? We'll say, we'll say still together since the last one was getting married. Uh, still together, Lauren and Cameron. Yes. I'm gonna say yes to Jessica and Mark. No. I'm gonna say no. Amber and Barnett. No. I'm gonna say yes. Uh, Kelly and Kenny. I don't know, man. That's a toss-up. I'm gonna say no. I'll say yes, just to be different. But okay. And then Damien and Giannini. No. No. For the love of All God, right. I hope not. All right. Uh, we'll see who was right. All right. Well, let's see. We've got some quick Twitter questions. Um, Quentin at QJUK asks, I've always felt confident in this team, but recently it feels like the March feeling has kicked in. Have you noticed it? Does it feel that way to you all? Um, honestly, not yet. Yeah. I think I need I think like, so. I need another big win. I think when you see when Florida comes to rub, then you know that the season's starting to wind up, wind up. But I think that, uh, uh, I'm with you. I think we've still got a few more weeks. I'd like to see this team catch fire. Yeah, for me, it's SEC tournament. That that always gets me going. Um, let's see. Somebody says, who is Joe Lunardi? I'm not, not getting into all that. That, that was uh, not worth it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Baseballer asks an interesting question, which I, this is probably a whole podcast into itself. But he said, I have a, a question I've always wondered. You were clearly the best writer in the KSR blogging contest, but they did not pick you. Do you still harbor some resentment, or do you just revel in the fact that they had to come crawling back and basically <laughs> give you the keys to the whole thing? That's um, I don't think I harbor any resentment. I, I think it was silly. I actually finished third, um, but I had the people's vote, which, you know, yeah. whatever, that doesn't count. Um, it did, you know, even though I didn't win, I wonder if I had won it, if I would still be where I am or if uh-huh. I, you know, cause that was like two years before I came on KSR right. in my own right. Um, I, I, I mean, I do, part of me does kind of revel in that, but it's been so long ago, you know, I was on that blogging contest like over 10 years ago. It's been 11 years. Well, I saw y'all put out something on Twitter. I mean, why don't y'all do it again sometime? It's exhausting <laughs> okay. trying right. to, trying to like, you know, field all of those applications and stuff. And we are get people to send in writing samples and just go from there. Well, yeah, we're, we're hiring college students as interns, which is a little bit easier, but I'm sure we'll still get a ton of applications. And it's, if you're listening to this and you've ever wanted to get into 
sports writing or you love KSR, definitely check it out. The details are on the site. Um, I wish I had done something like that when I was in college. Um, I know yeah, I did it on your resume for experience. Yeah. yeah, I did it, you know, three to four years after college, but I can't imagine what my life would have been like if I had done it in college. I mean, look at people like Jack Pilgrim and Nick Roush who got jobs with KSR before they graduated college. Like that's insane. Yeah. They have full-time yeah. jobs with KSR lined up. Um, yeah. and that yeah, could be, that sure. could be pretty much anybody listening to this. If, if you really want it and you're good, um, I will say if you're not good and you don't want it, we'll know right away. <laughs> you will <laughs> just, it is very much like if you're good, you will rise to the top. But if you, if you don't have it, you will kind of sink. You should do the contest again. I mean, just sometime, you know, I thought it was really interesting and it, and it, and it brings people to the site just to see what's going on. You know, I, yeah, I, I think maybe that would in be the cool. Summer. It's, there's a lot going on right now, but, but great question based on all and um, yeah, it was a great question. If you want to come at me with, you know, some more takes on that, I can, I can talk to you about it. Um, but yeah, so if you haven't subscribed to us yet, I don't know what you're waiting for. We're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We don't have any new reviews to read, which makes me sad. Uh, so please leave a review, yeah. whether it be about Kentucky or Love is Blind or Fake Barney's rapping skills, which are not as good as Cameron's. I mean, hey, you know, Cameron also had a track in the background kind of that was kind of going. So I don't <laughs> know if they did that in post production or not. I can't imagine. Although I wouldn't. You got to do hashtag Love is Blind. Um, and just do a search on Twitter and just scroll through them. They're hilarious. And, and write us. Maybe on Thursday we can like. I, I don't want to live tweet it because it's on Netflix. So oh, we should do. You we should live blog it. I'm not live blogging. I wouldn't do enough live blogging in my life. That would be awesome. Okay. We'll just have everyone do like one, two, three, play, and then. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think we're definitely going to have to do like a reaction episode. Oh, for sure, week. for and, sure. And you know what? I, I think next week might be our fiftieth episode of the OT. Oh, awesome. okay, great. I also okay. I meant to mention I meant to mention one more thing when you, when you're doing the Twitter search there's a there's someone did a screenshot of the lady that's standing behind Jessica at her dress fitting when Jessica's like having that meltdown looking in the in the <laughs> mirror and she's just like oh my gosh I don't know about this guy and the lady that's standing behind her is looking at her like you are the craziest person I have ever seen. <laughs> It is it is great. So go back and rewatch that. I'm gonna scene have to look at that. Yeah. Or at least find that that uh, capture that uh, screen capture that somebody did on Twitter. I'll I'll uh, I'll retweet it out. Um, oh, please do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So funny. And tweet us your thoughts on the show. And hopefully, yeah. if you're listening to this and you haven't watched it yet, we we have inspired you to. But we got to get going because yeah. we're we're running over. But it's been great. Uh, let's see, cats play. Who we have this week? We have tomorrow. We have Texas A and M, and then Auburn on Saturday. So big games, got to win. Yep. They're all um, big games. Yeah, we're getting closer and closer. Four games left in the regular season. Uh, check out the SEC tournament premium seating. Get yourself a suite. It's going to be awesome. Barney, there's still time. I'm just telling you. Hey, you and Baby Bop need to do some scheming. That's all I'm trying to say. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll do it. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. Go Cats. All right, go cats. Love is blind. Is it blind? We'll find out. <laughs> <laughs>